following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of The Break. We finally get a nice little start to this bite week for the Cowboys. How are you guys doing? I'm awesome. Yeah, it's a little bit more fun being in here with you after that as opposed to the other ones. Yeah, last week we were talking about the Cowboys not being able to do much on in all three phases of the game. This game against the Eagles, 37-10, a win that they were able to do all kinds of things in all three phases of the game. Let's start off talking about this offense that was able to, what was it, 428 yards total. Yep. Uh, do all kinds of things on the field, and especially right off the bat. What was the main, your main impression as to why this finally worked? Well, I mean, I. It's easier to always, if you're going to run a race, it's always easier to run downhill, and that's what what happened. You know, the the defense started this thing, and, and they got those turnovers, and then the Cowboys were able to just be aggressive. You can be aggressive and have your foot on the gas when when you you don't have as much to lose. And I thought that that was, you know, they set the tone. Uh, the defense set the tone in the game, but the offense, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. We say it all the time. If someone gives you a gift, you better open it, and that's what they did. Yeah, I don't want to undermine your fantastic hosting abilities at all but like the defense is what i come away from this game so impressed by because but i i started that way because this is the one time that the cowboys are actually were able to capitalize on what the defense was doing for Abs- them no absolutely and the offense they handled their yeah. business absolutely they had 400 yards they scored 37 points they they did a bunch of good stuff but four takeaways mm-hmm. two of them on the first two eagles possessions of the night uh, you get you mean back to back fumble recoveries. You got a fourteen nothing lead within six minutes of the game starting. And kudos to the offense. You know, Kellamore, you know, dug into his bag of tricks a little bit for that Tavon touchdown. And I thought I've said this a few times by now. I thought that was the best game Zeke's played in two two years or oh, more. Yeah. I, I thought he was fantastic. He set the tone. He seemed like he was running pissed off all night uh you know i think it was his third carry of the game he demolished malcolm jenkins on the you know the touchdown that was taken away and ruled him down at the half yard line or whatever but um you finally got to see seek again yeah no but i thought the defense set it up and then the offense capitalized on it yeah i mean you know the tavon austin play you know we've been waiting for you know, gadget type of plays. And it wasn't just Tavon Austin. It was it was Tony Pollard. It was Pollard and Austin in that play. And I thought that was interesting because now you'll be able to work off of that and you'll be able to work Pollard into that. And he showed, too, that, like, you're not going to just go down with one arm, you know, one arm tackle if, if uh, you know, he only gets a couple of carries a game. He, I mean, he's going to make the most of it. So I'm not here to criticize after a 37-10 win, but there's just got to be more ways to get him involved. There just has to be because he just, he showed you what he's all about. I mean, his stat line's honestly not that 
impressive at the end of the day. Eight carries for 28 yards. On them showing it. But, <laughs> on the, the run that Pollard had. But if you watched, yeah, if you saw that run, if you just saw what he was able to do, you know he brings a pretty explosive element to this offense. Um, I'd but regardless of, of what you see on the stats, there were certain plays where he wasn't getting the ball or anything, but he was still able to do some things while being on the field. And there were a couple scenarios where he was open. There was one where he was wide open and Dak just got a sack and it didn't work out there. But just having him on the field, even with Zeke on the other side. Yeah, and that being said, about having him on the field, you're right about Pollard. But the the real main thing about having on the field, I thought, was Amari Cooper. Mm -hmm. The fact that they that he was able to play, and and I'm still convinced that they they would have they would have dis not destroyed, but they would have beat the Jets pretty handily if he was able to play in that game. He just brings so much balance to the team. I mean, it, it, you have to account for him, and and I don't think his playmaking abilities are are talked about as much. I mean, he. He makes acrobatic catches on that sideline over there. He just makes it look simple. Yeah, he's, he doesn't look fast. Yeah. You know, he is. He just doesn't. He, he doesn't just, look fast until he's three yards behind the coverage on the sluggo that he ran. I mean, I sold it. Sold the hell out of it. Uh, the the acrobatic, the, the 28 yarder down the far sideline was incredible. I thought Dak was throwing it away. Yeah. I, I don't like comparing him to the greatest receiver of all time and maybe the greatest football player of all time. But he's got some Jerry Rice in him in the fact of like you just don't think it's it's as good as it is. It's kind of effortless looking, and it, and he's still it's so productive. He's he's definitely not Jerry Rice, but it but it's like that in that you're like wow, I didn't think he was that fast, but no one's catching him. And uh, he he just having him on the field is such a smooth route runner that it, it just opens up so many things. It's. Yeah, it, I feel like it's a weekly conversation. And, you know, I said I would rather have Cooper than Tyron Smith for this game. They obviously got both of them. But I'm almost tempted to say Amari Cooper is more, more important to their success right now than Tyron Smith is. I don't know if that's actually true, but well, that's how I feel. Well, I, I'll take Amari Cooper over that Tyron Smith because Tyron, he, you know, he just wasn't the same. He wasn't himself. I, I applaud those guys for being out there. I can't say enough about that. Uh, and Lyle Collins, my God, he he was he was great, and he, and I and I watched him in practice on Thursday, and you could tell he was he was just kind of gimpy on that leg. I mean, it's just it's like give me give me seventy plays, the best you got. It's not going to be all the way pretty, but we'll get the win, and you'll have two weeks to rest. That's and, what you said the other day. Yeah, like you're like. Just like I mean, and you know, that's what it was. You don't want to, you know, you. They always say, you know, you don't want to put a guy out there if he's not healthy enough to play, and they don't want to well, put. We're desperate. No, and they, they don't. They they don't want to put guys in harm's way. But at the same time, it's like, just come on, man, just get through this. And and those, I mean, they. It's not like they have to be goaded into doing that. That's how they're wired. Yeah. They're like, all right, this is gonna suck, but I'm gonna, you know grit through it and you know we'll be four and three leading the division and we'll have 15 days to recover it sounds like all those guys came out of this yeah not you know they didn't aggravate those problems any further so that's a really good sign and then your two defensive guys that were ruled out you know 
like uh, Leighton Vander Esch and, and Robert Quint, it looks like they're going to be okay. Sting. Always scary when the when the your star linebackers down yeah. there are not really moving. Which you know, I always joke about like the insanity of the NFL because Leighton after the game is like, yeah, I'm fine. It's just a stinger. Well. Stinger is like when your whole body goes numb because you like pinch a nerve or whatever. And like, you know, Tyron last year had one and said Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, fire is just shooting through, you know, the veins in your body. So if that's fine, then more power to you. Uh, It doesn't sound great (laughs) to me. You'll get some massages this week. But uh, and uh, it sounds like a. It was a rib injury for. Oh, he was he had spasms in his rib area. Again, doesn't sound fun, but I don't think either one of them is. Expected to miss a long period of time. So guy's got six sacks. Incredible. Six. six he's been so impressive. Six round draft pick. You know what pick. freaks me out? You know how that's he, all they gave up for him. Six round pick. I better figure out. Mm. They better figure out how mm. to keep this guy. Yeah. I mean, seriously. I mean, I don't mean to get jump ahead, but I mean, he's on a one year yeah. deal. No, I really, I love. That's how you know. That's how you know that the Cowboys played a really good game is when you're just ping ponging around at the start of a show because you're like, well, Dak was great. <laughs> Zeke played his best game. Cooper's so important. The injured guys played great. The defense got four takeaways. Like they just, they kicked their ass. I tried to, I tried to write ten. You know, the we do the rank. I mean, here's the ten best players from the game and. I put 11 up there, and I'm like, I already left off three or four. You know, I mean, it's hard because it was such a complete performance. Everybody and, played well. And here's here's a here's a, another play, too, that didn't even get mentioned in my five plays to remember. But I just thought Vontel Bryant, Vintel Bryant, yeah. he just runs down the field and just basically body slams that guy uh, on one of the, on the returns, kick return. On the kick yeah. return. And it's just kind of it, it wasn't. They were already kind of playing well, and and that's just another. It's just another play aspect of that game of like we're better than you in every phase, and they were. That that's how you kick someone's ass when you're better in every single phase. They took it to them from the very beginning. I mean, what fourth play of the game? Jalen strips. Um, was it Ertz or Goddard? It was Goddard. Goddard. And and they recover, and and you're off to the races. And you know what's funny is. I mean, I know, you know, Tavon had the gadget play, but, like, they didn't do anything different. Like, they still ran on first down a lot. They still, you know, they... they it just worked this it, it, it just it all, it all clicked for them. There was yeah. something different. They didn't wait till fourth and inches to run their big 235-pound quarterback. Yeah. I loved the fact <laughs> on third down. And, and the best part of the whole play was that it was shotgun. It was shotgun until he went to the line of scrimmage to tell them something, tell them something, and then he gets under center and goes and gets eight yards. Yeah, and that was one of my five plays because I thought it also showed that I'm, I'm not, not even just, he could believe that he got yeah. eight yards on that play. Yeah, I'm not just settling for for that. You know, it's too bad on Zeke um, that he didn't score the touchdown on the Jenkins on, run because yeah, it's he's had two plays against the Eagles the last two years that were almost like career highlight plays for him. Yep. Obviously the the hurdle last year that he almost scored, still a highlight, but I mean No, and he got in on the next play, but he deserved to score on yeah. that play because it would yeah, it would run on his reel for the rest of time. It probably still will because Malcolm Jenkins is a hell of a player and he just posterized him. And he loves to talk. And he yeah. loves to talk you know, he he gets in there and fight he's feisty, you know. But um, but 
Uh, ironically, I mean, they ran another sneak and Dak got stuffed, which, like, I'm Mr. QB sneak, but it all worked out in but, the end. But it's then, fun. you know, on fourth down, they were able to have a couple of big plays on that fourth and one from midfield, you know, faking it to Zeke like that and th- faking it and then r- throwing it to Zeke. And then I thought that the bootleg touchdown, they don't do that as much. They, they, they do this whole we do what we do, but if a guy's going to be wide open like Blake Jarwin was, I mean, you have to take advantage of it. Yeah, you don't always have to just hammer it and, you know, emphasize your superiority. Misdirection is it's so it's such a crucial element of winning in the red zone. I thought that was really big. Well, we saw classic Garrett doing what he does best, which is wake this theme back up when he needs to be woken up. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll get into the defense a little more and what they were actually able to do there. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeerdealer.com football. Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on-command? That's right, news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say, Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. The excitement of Dallas Cowboys football is back at AT&T Stadium. The place is going crazy in Arlington, Texas. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys live when they host their NFC East rivals, the Eagles, Giants, and Redskins, plus the Green Bay Packers and more. Elliott works his way through and walks the dog. Single game tickets are on sale now. Get them before they're gone. First and goal, quarterback sneak. Prescott pushes up the middle. Touchdown. Visit DallasCowboys.com to get your tickets to today back to the break all right welcome back so the defense has had its fair share of criticism as well the pass rush the linebackers not playing how they should you talk about takeaways and how important those are clearly it showed last night so just in general what how how were they able to make it click on here and especially Jalen who he's we Played talked great. about him being benched at games, and now look at the kind of game he had. Think about it, the the guys that that got the turnovers in in the game. 
Um, they were all they've all been talked about about are they really playing well? Is Jalen Smith really playing well? Well, he makes a nice play in the like third or fourth play of the game. Is D Law earning yeah. his money at all? Yeah, Oof. he actually comes around the corner here and makes a huge play in the game. What about Xavier Woods? Is Xavier Woods playing? I mean, well, I thought he was having this great. He camp. was impressive. And then he had a. I can't think of the fourth turnover. What was the it other? It was uh, Kerry Hyder recovered a fumble too. Now he he and played everybody. A great yeah, game. I was gonna. Yeah, he did. Which I love that Xavier Woods. You know, take them any way you can get them, but like he read Carson Wentz and stepped in front of that. It wasn't like a ricochet. Like that was just a really nice play. Um, but, but to your point, I, I thought it was it was the guys that needed to step up and kind of be the the leaders. They they did that, especially D Law. You know, he's not ever afraid to speak his mind, and, and it's so fun for us to be around him and, and listen to you know to the things that he says. But I think the team just kind of. You know they, they gravitate toward him, and he did it in the Saints game. He did it in this game, and it, it worked. I I will continue to argue like he has played well more often than he hasn't, even when the stats don't show up. But that was that was vintage. I mean, he made he made Lane Johnson look like a turnstile at times. He obviously got the sack fumble, uh, but even uh, you know again he was he was cutting past his block and and taking Jordan Howard down for for minus and no gains and being disruptive in the run game uh again just really set the tone and like i you know i don't know that they did anything stupendously different they capitalized on the opportunities they've got which they've they made those opportunities in the past and not followed through on them you think about washington they probably should have had two or three takeaways in that game uh and they tackled better they tackled much better in this game the linebackers uh you know Jalen played fantastic. He was so good. But at the same time, Leighton Vander Esch goes out and Sean Lee stepped up and yeah. started smacking the crap out of everything like that it was 2014 so or 2015. God, he would have got that pick. Yeah. He's probably – I don't know if he makes it all the way to the end zone, but it would have been a nice cherry on top of a of a dominant win. But he he was incredible. Uh, he I mean, And – you know, I don't. I don't know that anybody thought that he had declined that much, but he just he hasn't been playing that many snaps. But he certainly looked capable of it when they when they needed him to. Okay, so clearly we've seen what this team is capable of. Mm-hmm. We've seen them being dominant even at the beginning of the season, and then those three last games pri- prior to the one last night, them struggling the way that they've been struggling. You know, fans are trying to get their heads around us to. What is going on here? What was the the difference for them to actually come out and play the way that they did last night? Yeah, nobody wants to 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 know or hear this because it just sounds so excusey. But it is. You, players matter. I mean, like the the star players matter, and that and and it was a big difference. I mean, the the, the two tackles. Being able to, for Dak to have some time to go through the, the progressions and then to go through with the receivers that are running routes. I mean, I, I, I think that the injuries that they had at the same position really hurt them because it, you're not just going to the next man up. It's, the, it's two men up. It was two men up for, for Brandon Knight to get in the game and for Cedric Wilson to have to play and for C.J. Goodwin to have to play corner. And I think when you start getting that many injuries, then you turn into the Jets. And then it comes down to a two-point game on the road. I'm not. I don't know if I can go there with you. I mean, yeah, obviously that plays a role, and I agree. You know, if if Amari Cooper plays that game against the Jets, it's probably a different story. But I just, I mean, 
I thought they looked flat in that game and at other times. I mean, and again, like, I don't know the answer. We didn't know the answer when it wasn't happening. But what made them the, – the whole game changed in the first five minutes. Like, you get two takeaways mm-hmm. in, in Eagles territory and set up two touchdowns and make life easy on the offense. It changes the whole dynamic of everything. And, and the defense hasn't had to cope with nearly as many injuries as as the offense has to this point in the season at least. So – uh, I, I mean, I just they, they seemed fired up and pissed off, and I think it made a difference. Um, and I don't know where that's been. I, and I don't know how you harness that, but they need to. Like, they need to. You're not always going to jump out to a 14 nothing lead, but they you need that energy level at the outset of some of these games, I think. I mean, they knocked the ball out. That that was the key. They knocked mm-hmm. the ball out yeah. two times, and, and then and then they went and, and scored off of it. But, you know, they, they, they strip at the ball all the time, and then they try to do that. It's just that, you know, Jalen – it was Jalen, right, that knocked that ball out because yeah. I mean, yeah. Leighton was right there. They as stood well. him up and punched it out, and Collins came in and, and then and then D Law, you know, coming around the edge, which they said on the TV that was his first sack ever against the Eagles. I said it on Twitter too. Yeah, oh, he's sorry, been. It's okay. A lot, a lot of tweets. So of stuff going on. <laughs> um, yeah, he shut out completely, and most of that by Lane Johnson. Well, like Lane Johnson's had his number not last night. He kicked him around pretty good. And I love the fact that that Zeke is uh, undefeated against the Eagles. Yeah, we were we were we kind of realized that in the press box last night. He's but never lost to them. So. That's like you know, and and he hasn't. This was a it was such a good win. It was a big win. Uh, they're three and zero in the division. Like there's so many reasons to feel good about them. But I loved. I loved it last night when Amari Cooper was like, I don't really know that we proved anything. They they proved that they could come together and play a good game and, and win in a big spot. But, you know, Sunday night, division rivalry, everyone in the world is talking crap about you. Like, it's easy to get up for that game. Yeah. And that's where, you know, even, you know, typically I'd be like, oh, great. We have to watch them go play the crappy Giants now. Like, I'd rather see them play a better team. But, no, I'm interested to see how they yeah. handle business. Carry it over. Carry it over against a bad team. They mm-hmm. lost to the Cardinals yesterday. Uh, not, I mean, and Daniel Jones isn't terrible, but he hasn't played as great as he did in the first game, game and a half since he took over. Um, much like the Jets, that's a game you should win. And I want to see how that carries over because – what we really learned last night is that when they put it all together, they're a pretty good team. But mm-hmm. didn't we know that? We knew that. They yeah. haven't been playing like it, and, and but we knew that. And they still haven't played or beaten a team with a winning record. And I mean, not that it really matters, but but it's just what, how good are they when you're trying to answer that. They can go beat the Giants next week or two weeks and go to five and three at the halfway point. They mm-hmm. still will, you know, will have not beaten a team with a winning record. Um, not that you have to. This isn't style points. They're not trying right. to, to impress voters here. They're just trying to keep keep wins. But in terms of like knowing how good are they? Yeah. How good are yeah. they? How excited should you be about their record? Yeah. I mean, you can you can look, you can look at it that way and say they haven't beaten anyone. Okay. You can also look at it and say they were very very banged up and they lost to the Jets team. They they have lost to the Saints it's all about perspective. and the Packers. Who are both five and one? Yeah, well, six and six one and now. One. The Saints are. I mean, the Saints are rolling right now. Yep. Um, and we were there. They 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 could have won and should have won that yeah. game if they, just for a couple plays here and there. And then you know the Packer game, Packers were better than them that day. They they didn't help themselves. But you know, I I mean, if they played again, they could probably beat the Packers. 
Absolutely, they could. I mean, but, you know, maybe Devontae Adams is going to help them. But I, I'm kind of convinced that whoever's just running routes for Aaron Rodgers will, will, will be good receivers. Absolutely. I mean, he's he's unbelievable. He's insane. So That's a given. I just, it's, it, it was... It was so impressive, and at the same time, I'm like, we've known that this talent was here all along, and it's just a matter of putting it together consistently over the course of a game and over the course of a season. Now, before we move into special teams, I think a guy worth mentioning and a guy that we've talked about all week is Jordan Lewis. Mm-hmm. People keep asking about him. He got a sack last night. Made He had a pretty good game last night. Now... Does that earn him more playing time, which is what fans keep asking? It should. Yeah, it should. He makes plays. I mean, Anthony Brown's out there when, when he's healthy, and he's you know pretty good. But, I mean, I think Jordan adds a little bit more to the table. And, um, you know, he, he's he's feisty. You know, he, he's he a get, playmaker. Yeah. He, he's he, one of those guys that doesn't just get the uh, job done. Which, he not to fights. take any credit away from Jay Lou, but he gave the credit himself to Demarcus Lawrence. Again, like – Watch, watch more than just where the football mm-hmm. is because the the right side of the Eagles line is so preoccupied with Lawrence that nobody even looks at Jordan Lewis. Yeah. Um, so and, and they had to chip. Yeah, you're, you're right. They had to chip. You know, D Law. Yeah. He did a nice job of not going down on that place because you know that is a straight double team, and he barely got him down. Like I mean, <laughs> the, the Carson Wentz is a big dude. I'm gonna say Carson Wentz is. A prototypical statue type quarterback, and Jordan Lewis is like five ten. Well, you say that statue one. as in no, size. No, no size. Obviously, he's he's much more athletic God, than I, you would he, think of. Yeah, he does. Oh, yeah. He, he does is. move well. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I I absolutely think Jordan Lewis deserves more playing time. I think Anthony Brown is a better player than a lot of people want to give him credit for, but. I absolutely think Jordan Lewis should play more. I'll be interested to see how they handle that. I saw AB running this morning, getting trying to get back on track. Not to move ahead, you know, too, too far to like next year, but I mean, you know, they can they can't keep signing everybody. And I think Anthony Brown's a guy that's going to have to go on the open market and see what he what he can get, and he probably will get more than what the Cowboys can offer. So you have to be prepared for a guy like that to to move on. Yeah. And Jordan's not in a contract situation yet. Will he be restricted? Nope. No. Just one more. He's, one more year. Him and Cheeto are both heading into right. their final year. Yeah. And you still got to figure out Byron. Got to figure out Byron. And Byron, you know, quiet, just quietly makes plays. Mm-hmm. You know, just just you don't see much about anybody's making anything on him, and he just he continues to go out there, and I mean he, he and he wasn't even supposed to play the, this game. I thought I thought it was very. It was a very good game for all those, these hurt guys. Yeah, I don't was, know how they it was, made it it's happen. In, it's incredible, you know. Whatever, you know, whatever they had to fight through, and give me some of that medicine. That seriously, they got over there. Coop told me last sure. night. He was like, you know, I had to kind of take myself out every now and then to like deal with the pain. Like it's not like you know. I said this earlier. Is like. If the guys on the field, we think of them as being healthy. Like, well, you're healthy enough to play. You probably feel fine. It's it's not the case, and those guys deserve a lot of credit. And I would I would imagine everybody should be ready to go for the Giants game in two yes. weeks. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, so. I, I think you're going to have seven inactive, healthy scratches in the game. So I, maybe this is maybe. the turning point. It's possible. For the I want to I want to see and hear more about Leighton. You know, it's true. You always want to be cautious with with nerve yeah. issues. So, all right, but well. they will be. Yeah, they should be fairly healthy. 
Let's take our final break. When we come back, let's get into special teams and Brett Maher. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store and learn how to buy one smartphone and get a second one on us. Based on GWS1 score September 2018. It's time for Tailgate with the Otterbox Boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the crockpot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce, the growler. Hmm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox Boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers at otterbox.com. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at stetson.com today. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. To the break. If you're in the area tonight, you, you got to come to the Star Neighborhood Services at the Omni Frisco Hotel. It's the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, presented by Albertsons. Demarcus Lawrence, never afraid to say whatever. Say, whatever's on his mind. After that game, I would imagine he's going to be an interesting interview. Yeah, should be. And he's scheduled to have Robert Quinn. We'll see about the injury situation, but I would imagine they'll be there. D-Law and Robert Quinn, they're going to sit down tonight. Brad Sham, Kevin Turner, Taylor Stern. It should be very interesting mm-hmm. to the see racing what liz- The racing lizard and the black mamba, is that what they're... Quinn's the snake and D-Law's the lizard. That's what Marinelli calls him. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I I don't I don't know about that I don't know you know it's good though that he you never know what Marinelli is going to call some of these true, players and true. so that one at least is it's not R rated it's radio friendly definitely well that should be a fun show now let's <laughs> give credit where credit is due a guy that has been under a lot of criticism as well is Jason Fred Garrett Maher. oh. Well, you can point a lot of people on the team that have been under criticism. But Brett Maher, he he got a chance to kick a lot last (laughs) night. Made four extra points, three field goals, one of them being 63 yards. That is impressive what this guy can do. I think everybody's probably heard it by now, but he's the first player in NFL history to hit three kicks from more than 60 yards. And that's honestly shocking to me. Just, I it mean, is? yeah, I mean, Jason Elam was in Denver for forever with like the thin air, and Matt Prater's kicked a lot of long field goals. I just, I can't believe that in the 100 years. Janikowski did. Yeah. He did it twice. Janikowski did it. Twice. I, I just, 
I would have imagined in a hundred years there have been a couple other guys to do that, but apparently not. And how many? And I don't mean this as a, as a criticism because clearly it works. Like how many teams are comfortable letting their guy go out there from that long range? I was actually thinking. When he lined up for that kick, I was like, I can't believe the Eagles don't have a guy back to try to return this. They you did. know, did they? Oh, yeah. oh wow, yeah. I'm an idiot. I guess and, I just didn't you know, see him. I wish we could we could show that again if, if if it's possible because the Cowboys, you know, the the Eagles had called a timeout and the Cowboys did a nice job. Watch the watch the lineman just sprint down. Now, that's something that you really hadn't seen them do a lot before. Try to cover it. Yeah, to yeah. make sure and cover it if it is Which, short. Okay, I didn't see the DB back there, but even still, I was, they you know. They were ready for well, it. Once, once, I, once he kicked the ball, I was like, that's not returnable. Like, even if he misses it, that thing is flying out of the back of the end zone. That would have gone in from 68. The, and, that's unbelievable. And the um, NBC crew, they, they, have, they had something on there with all these different kinds of stats about the kick and the velocity and all that. It said 66. He would have nailed it from at least 60. I mean, it cleared the bar. It was not close. Um, You know, I I thought we can talk more about. Does this make you? Does that change your opinion? I don't think he's made a kick in the 40s (laughs) all year. I don't think he has. He's hit a 50. He's hit two 60s. No, I think. His ability to kick from further out? Honestly, I think the whole it ju- it just vindicates it vindicates the Cowboys, but like this this is what he is like he mm-hmm. is he is a very strong legged and confident kicker who can do that. I don't completely trust him from middle and short range, but he's gonna have good nights. Like I, I'm not trying to knock the guy. Like I feel very confident he's gonna miss more kicks this season. Yeah, and and the but Cowboys... he's capable of having a night like that, which yeah. redeems why the Cowboys. Are, are willing to ride with right. him. Right, and, and I don't know exactly where it was. I think it was second quarter. I mean, he had a chance to kick. They had a chance to do a 58-yard field goal. I think they yeah. on the 41, 58-59, and they, didn't, they opted not to do that. So it, it, there's only a few scenarios where you're going to try something I like actually that. asked Brett about that after the game. I was like, you know, all of these kicks understandably come at the end of halves. And he was like, well, yeah, you know, you, you, we, you know, you understand if you miss a kick like that, you're giving the opponent the ball basically right. at midfield. And he said, he was like, you know, he, he brought that up. He's like, we had a chance from like the 42 in the first quarter. And first quarter. he's like, I thought it was a great call by the coaches mm-hmm. to pin them deep and let the defense go to work. Like, you know, don't give up field position if you don't have to, but it is such a nice asset to know that you can have a guy. I mean, if, you know, if you get the ball with 50 seconds on your own 20, you only need yeah. a couple of first downs to give him a shot. You know, no one ever talks about managing the game when when it's done correctly. You know, yeah. they, they they only talk about well, right before half, should have done this and that. I thought the Cowboys did a masterful job on that on that drive uh, with really only 22 seconds to uh, to you know. And, and the thing about it is, I sit next to a guy. Todd Archer, who f- works for ESPN, and he basically said Witten's going to catch a nine-yard pass here. Then he's going to go out and catch an out for about six or seven, and then Calls probably the another drive. one. Yep. Um, and and the thing about it that I really loved is with nine seconds to go and no timeouts, that they go up to the line of scrimmage and basically throw another pass. Uh, I thought that was a really good play. I mean, mm-hmm. it might seem like it was nothing, but you can't go out and kick 63-yarder with nine seconds, and he misses, and now they're sitting at midfield with a – three or four seconds to go. I mean, I thought they did a nice job. So, again, we only talk about managing the game when there's mistakes, but I thought Garrett did a nice job managing that. Garrett and um, and um, Kellen Moore did a nice job with that 
drive. But all in all, you know, I, I said it the other day, and I and I know I picked the Cowboys to lose the game. I did. I did not think that they were going to come out and play this way. They hadn't shown that to me, and they did. I don't think credit. many people were expecting that kind no. of dominance from no, the No, no, not that nice. kind of dominance, but I, I just didn't think they'd go out and play that well. Mm-hmm. So Not even was, dominance, but I mean, I picked them to win, but I certainly didn't think it would look anything like that. Like, I, we have, no. even in the Saints game, we haven't seen the defense put together an effort but like you that. Said it, you said it a few minutes ago. They showed what they what they can do. Like, this is, a, this is an example that you will point to to say, this is what they've got. You also, seven days earlier, saw what they could do against the Jets. Not you know, they were shorthanded, but they still showed the ability to go out there and just play uninspired football for a while and it you know, they were sleepwalking and didn't turn it on in time. And that same thing that, I mean, I guess you could say the same for the Packers. You know, they they didn't turn it on in time and then you get too far behind. I thought about this though and you know not in a you don't want to make excuses for them or like write this stuff off, but they shouldn't have a hard time getting up for most of these games that are coming their way because the Giants are Monday night football. Vikings is a, another Sunday night big game against an NFC contender. The million-time Super Bowl champion Patriots are on the horizon. And the Thanksgiving game against the Bills is, you know, they're 6-1 and one and yeah. rolling, too. So you just had them lose to the Lions, though, because you just kind of no, well, forgot that. No, no, no. No, I did I was going to – with the <laughs> one exception being a noon road game in Detroit, that's the one that's sort of under the radar. The Detroit rest of these, is finding creative no, no, no. ways to lose games. Oh. So they, they're actually – or tie games. And maybe. I would say they're, they're a better team than their record indicates Definitely. they are. But – most of the games that are coming on and shoot you can even keep going because the bears is going to be a thursday night game like it's the cowboys and it's the second half of the season so they're going to be playing a lot of these big prime time national audience games there's no doubt we're going to keep going back and talking about the jets game like you it's all all year it's going to be like okay and there's seven and four seven you know like so that's the one game. I mean, think about going into the bye right now, five and two. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not, and I'm not trying to rain on anybody's parade. Like that was a, it was a fantastic win. Everybody played well. It, it is a great affirmation of what this team can be. Yeah. It doesn't change really my opinion of what we've seen so far because we've seen them play some stinky football too. I think, I think what it does for me is it, it if you would have won that game, which you probably should have. You you're realistically in the chance to or in the hunt to to do anything in the NFC. I think now, even at seven games in, I could be wrong, but I, I think winning the division is probably the best thing that you can do. As opposed to like home field advantage, no, you mean? like being in the mix over one of the top NFC teams because you've already lost to those teams that with one loss that are up there. So it's hard to think you're going to overtake the the Packers, Saints, Forty ers whatever, you know. Winning the division is probably the best thing that you can do. It's fine. It works. You get a home game and you can do something with it. I think there's a lot. Which and even then, a lot of you gotta you gotta go past that. And yeah. I'm getting that obviously doesn't cut it anymore. Yeah, well, was, and, True. But getting getting so far ahead of ourselves. Let's just say they do win the division. 
a lot of people would probably be like, good, let's play that home game and not have to take a week off because that hasn't gone so well for us in yeah. the past. So, you know, now that we just skipped the last, no, I how mean, many games is that? But that's Nine okay. games of the season? They, they in, in, the, in a seven-day span, they've showed, shown us both ends of the spectrum. They can go out and really hammer a team um, with, every, you know, with their backs against the wall. And they can also go out and lose to a winless football team that mm-hmm. that was hungrier than them. So seven weeks in, and we still don't have a full, clear idea of what this team really is because you've seen both sides. Of- I don't have a clue. Exactly. I don't. I don't. Ha- I could see them. I could see them ripping off like seven wins in a row, like they did last year. Or I could see them, especially with how hard the schedule looks in November. I could see them just kind of trading wins and losses. Like, I, yeah, I don't know what to think about these guys. Other than that, on a good night like last night, they can be very, very good. Mm-hmm. Which is promising. It's promising. So hopefully, they they figure it out, and this is the turning point of the season where. Now going into the bye, they're able to get those guys healthy and ready to go for the Giants, beat them, and keep that momentum going. I don't know if you guys are believing are believers of momentum or not. I believe in. I think momentum is a nice word for confidence. Mm-hmm. Like if you believe in yourself and what you're doing, and you're not second guessing decisions or worried about, oh, what if we don't get this? And I mean, you see it in games too. Mm-hmm. It's like momentum is just when a team kind of starts rolling and but, believes in itself. And I think it adversely affects the 14 other team. 14 points in the, in the yeah. first quarter. It, I mean, that I'm gets you going. You, it, it's very tricky too because those first three games gave them the confidence that, you know, you can start slow and come back and win. And they never turned it on against the Saints or the Packers or definitely the Jets. And so. You know, you can have overconfidence with with that momentum. Like, okay, yeah, wow, we could have used the touchdown there. Oh, we missed the opportunity there. Before you know it, you've lost. So they didn't wait for that to happen last night. And you've heard, you know, Dak has mentioned it at times too. You know, smelling ourselves too much and got to start faster and block out the noise, good and bad. And it'll be interesting to see if if they do that because. A win like that is, I mean, you're going to win people back over when you play that way. Well, the good thing about going going up against the Giants is that maybe not the same locker room, but it's the same stadium that you just played your worst game. So you better, I mean. Exercise some demons. I was, uh, Giants-Cardinals was on Fox, like, you mm -hmm. know, I'm sitting around waiting to get ready for the game yesterday. And that's, it was two different teams. And all I could think, I was like, that's the stadium where they played that just the clunker of a game. Like I'm going to associate MetLife with that game for a long time. (laughs) Yeah. A long time. All right. Well, that is all the time we have for today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hope you back on track. AG back on track. Hope you guys are enjoying your Monday after that awesome win against the Eagles for Nikki and David Hellman and member Garcia. This has been the break on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This has been a production of Dallas.